for how many turns? Just one right away. 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 Just one right away. Just one right away. Let's say we talk about the season six finale, Steve. Oh uh, yeah, I got a few. I got, I got some time. Got some time. Yep. Yeah, let's do that. It's okay. in, it's 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 in care of. Originally aired on June twenty third, twenty thirteen, which would have been my forty third. No, what am I saying? Fifty third birthday. All right, is that right? I think so. Something like that. I don't know. And happy birthday. No, oh, thank you. Yes, that was I mean yesterday. I know it's not today. It was yesterday, yeah, but exactly. Uh, no, sorry, forty eighth birthday. My forty eighth birthday. I don't know how. But I, I, I was one of those assholes who didn't who didn't wish you a happy birthday on your <laughs> it's, birthday. It's really fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. It's yeah. I, I I like though just seeing them come in and telling everybody if I don't give you the the, the hit the like button, then I'd be take it very seriously and be yep. very concerned. Yep. Uh, so that's always good. And uh, I always purposely leave out somebody just randomly just to see if it yeah. bothers anyone. It's my birthday. And I'll cry if I want to. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of crying, this is a very emotional episode. Uh, and also, and I mean, you noted this as well. This really look, could have served as a series finale. Like, yeah, it, it really could have. Had <clears throat> the they, ending. Yeah. And had they stopped at season six, you would have gone, okay, that's, that's a good story. Yeah. It's a self-contained sort of yeah. s- series of novels, if you want to call it that or something. Yeah, because, uh, I, because I don't do any research, because I don't want any spoilers yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought maybe that they weren't sure if there was going to be a next season. I, I like, think like they weren't sure season. there was going to be. I think he, I know Matt Weiner know, knew where he was going with it. Yeah. Um, and I think season six is an extra. Yeah. Like he was going to jump ahead to, uh, and I can tell you, this is not any kind of spoiler. Season seven is split into two parts. And the right. first half is in 1969. The second half is in 1970. Right. And, and from what I understand, he didn't really want to do this season, but right. AMC said, well, here's a big truckload of money. Yeah. <laughs> no. uh, so they ended up doing this season. So, yeah. So, so yeah. So the end, the ending of this could have been a kind of easily, you know, uh, a satisfying end, shall we say. It really would have been. I think you're right. Um, we open up with uh, Stan walking in and we see the new uh, Sterling Sterling Cooper and Partners logo, which I really like. Yeah, it's so it's really good. It's so late 60s. It looks perfect, yeah. right? Uh, and Stan wants to move to California, be a homesteader. Yeah. Um, and, you know, now they have Suncast, so they need a whole office out there. Um, Don warns Stan off here. I mean, later we know what goes on, but Don's not thinking about that yet. Why do you think he's warning Stan off? It's like, you don't really want to do this. Yeah, I, I at this point I don't think. I mean, obviously Stan later comes to think that there's ulterior motives. Yeah, but I, I just think at this moment he, he uh, Don doesn't understand why Stan would want to do this. Yeah, I, I just really think he he doesn't he doesn't get it, you know, because it's kind of a demotion, you know. But I mean, as we've seen with Stan, you know, I think I think for Stan it, it's yeah. kind of to reclaim that kind of creative. Yeah. Creative juice, shall we say? Yeah. Um, I I think he wants to just go do his own thing and not be encumbered by, you know, conventions and norms. He wants to basically be an artist more than a commercial artist, right? Yeah, exactly. And and one of the things that um, has been happening in the late 60s, early 70s, uh, and this sounds weird to us now, 
but the importance of L.A. Obviously, it was important for the movies and Hollywood. But in the late 60s, early 70s, Los Angeles is really starting to become an important hub. Right. Like like, uh, the Tonight Show um, with with Johnny Johnny Carson moved to Burbank in 72. Mm-hmm. So it's, so this is a little bit before that, but you know, you, you get Johnny Carson moving, moving out to Burbank, yeah. moving, moving from New York, you know? And so what we're seeing is, and, and again, this part of this is as, as we've talked about before, um, you know, which, which goes a little bit beyond this sort of the seventies and the decline of New York. Yeah. This is, this is kind of part of it. Yes. You know, it's one of those things like it, it doesn't cause the decline in New York, no. but the decline in New York kind of, feeds into it right so you know it's it's that kind of that kind of mutual kind of thing that sure that that it, it it's part of the reason new york declines but it happens yes. because new york is beginning to decline you know and and so i i think that's that's a real sense of what's going on in, in the late 60s early and 70s. something has to come in and fill the gap and that's something exactly. is los angeles yeah exactly um you know. yeah for sure and i yeah i don't think people understand how most of you know, people in New York, especially, but a lot of people. So the Eastern East Coast establishment looked down on California like it was some. Yeah. Well, we saw that a couple of weeks ago, right? When Rogers, like, we just got to stop him from saying golly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we now have Brooks and Margaret showing up. They want money. Mostly Margaret wants money. Brooks needs money for some reason, some kind of investment thing, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, Brooks feels the thing that gets me here is he actually is embarrassed for this. <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm not sure how much. I mean, I, 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 he never gets. I don't get the sense from him that he, he, he cares too much. No, it's like, yeah, okay, sorry it's about like, this. Okay, yeah, <laughs> if if you give me the money, give me the money. If you don't, that that's cool. I'm cool. Yeah, but you uh, know, I'm, yeah, exactly. as I as I said in our document, I mean, you know, it can't be comfortable no. being caught between your wife and her father. Well, that sounds like a recipe for disaster because you yep. know you can't you can't. You can't, you can't win. You can't win. No, there's, there's no, there's, there's, there's no right answer to these things because it's yeah. like somebody's going to hate me. So yep. maybe your best thing is to say, okay, thank you. Yep. <laughs> and just leave. Yeah, that's a, that's a, it's a weird scene. Um, and then we have Kenny coming in announcing that. Oh, 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 Hershey, Hershey. They, they want to do an ad. And then you see the look on Don's face because he's immediately like, oh, here we go. Yep. Oh, I love Hershey's. Get me in a room. Uh, and of course, Jim's there too. And Jim's always yeah. kind of fun. Jim's almost defi- definitionally mercurial, right? Like yeah. he's, yeah. he just sort of shows up, he's weird and he leaves. Yeah. There's, there's times where he's, he's at that, that kind of part of the, um, the uh, subterfuge and he's, yes. he's making moves and sometimes he's just, he's just a comic relief. Yeah. <laughs> he's just plain goofy. I mean, he's, he's like if Roger also had a weird, I mean, Roger does have a sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? Cutthroat attitude. Yeah. Excuse me. But not nearly as much as Jim does. No. Jim's the kind of guy that would stab you in the back and then make a joke about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot. Um, so he's happy. And Pete's now spending time in Detroit. Yes. Interesting. Uh, it's all fun and games till someone shoots you in the face. <laughs> yeah. It's a great line. <laughs> Yeah, it's really good. So Pete's Pete's gonna get a, an apartment. It's all gonna happen out there, and he's leaving yeah. New York uh, for Detroit. Yay! Uh, and so we've set some stuff up, and of course, all these threads from this season are coming together. Yep. Um, oh, Sally hasn't called. 
uh, and they, they want to get her, of course, to appear in court or at least take, they want to take a statement or something about the yeah. grandma Ida case. Um, <clears throat> and this is really, as you note here, this is pretty serious. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, they're talking subpoena is next. Yeah. Right. Like this is, this is like, you know, are you really Donald Draper? <clears throat> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's a real concern, right? And anytime the law is involved, you can always see Don like, yeah. uh, like he can fake it. Like in season one, when he just leaves that apartment where the beatniks are. Yeah. And he says, no, you can't go out there. Yeah. And he just walks out and the guy, all cops says, hello, sir. That's a bit of a different situation. In yeah. this case, somebody would be defending grandma Ida and might want to go exactly. after the credibility of exactly. Know. Yeah. So it's a serious thing. Um, and Don isn't stupid, so he knows this is a possibility. Um, and then Bob Benson, or Bob Bunsen, as Roger sometimes calls him, uh, is summoned into Roger's office. I love when Roger says this. You have a hand in every room, don't you? Because yeah. he does. Uh, yes. He's a sort of a... I mean, he's not just a weasel. There's something... He's a con artist. He's a, Yeah, that's the best way. Because I think he's an actual con artist, where Don... Yeah conned his way into he took somebody else's identity which i'm not defending it's still morally repugnant but he's just doing it to try to have a career and get away from being what what his mother called him a whore child (laughs) yes stepmother yeah uh you know i kind of get that this is not that this is um i want to try to screw people around for money yeah bob Bob is ambitious yeah yeah you know and 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 at the risk of showing myself a Marxist, uh, you yes. know, Bob's a, Bob's a capitalist. Is he ever? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Right. He's like the he almost to me represents the sort of gilded age capitalism of I don't care about anything. I'll just take, exactly. screw everybody and take anything I can. Exactly. You know, uh, it's not even like the Carnegie level of I'll do that, but also open some libraries. Yeah. <laughs> this this yeah. is like, I just don't care. This nope. is almost. um 45th president of the United States, kind of, yep. you know, yeah. except Bob Smurder. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Roger wants Bob to stop hanging out with Joan and Kevin. And I think that's totally jealousy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I don't think there's anything yeah. there. He thinks there's going to be any bad yeah. uh, effects for Kevin. You know, it's just yeah. going to be uh, he's he's afraid that he's going to end up with Joan and, you know, Roger's yeah. like, no, no, I want to end up with Joan. If anybody's yeah, ending exactly. up with Joan, it's going to be me. Yeah. Uh, so Don calls Sally. Uh, and he tells her, you know, you have to do this thing. It's the law. Now, she says, I wouldn't do anything. Im- I wouldn't want to do anything immoral and rolls her eyes. Yeah. But I don't know that she understands what's going on here. No, I found fa- I found that that. I mean, again, I know, I know why they do it, but I just find, I mm-hmm. find the dialogue there kind of clunky. It really is clunky. Yeah. Right. Because they want to, they, they want to get like, it's like they wanted to get that line in. Yeah. I wouldn't want to do anything immoral. And then kind of wrote dialogue around that. Yeah. I think you're right. Right. And I mean, you know, and Don should have replied, this isn't a question of morality. This is a exactly. question of you going, getting a fine or going to jail. Do you want Ex- to do that? Exactly. Because, you know, I mean, again, it, it, it's not immoral. It's illegal. It, it, That's it's, right. You know, it's like, you know, um, it has nothing to do with morality. I, I know they want, wanted her to get that dig. Yeah. Um, but because because it's about being the legal legal 
the legal legalities, legalities, whatever that word is. Legalities, I think. It's legalities. Thank you very much. Um, I've been marking papers for the last three days. So I know what it's like, man. Your, your vocabulary goes away. Exactly. Grammar disappears. Yes. Spell. Yeah, exactly. I, I know. Um, so I, you know, and and so and that's why I find it clunky is is because it's 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 not about morality. No. I mean, it's a great, it's a great dig, but I, like I said, I yes. just find the dialogue a little bit clunky. And yet, you, you know, we like to hope that our laws will have a moral basis to them, and yeah. that's, yeah, but yeah, they yeah. don't always. Yeah. No. Uh, and hello, Jim Crow. <laughs> hello, Jim Crow. Hello, overturning Roe v. Wade. But we've also got, um, and I, I could make a lot of Canadian examples. That's just top of sure. mind right now. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Oscar Wilde being sent in prison for being homosexual. Uh Right. Not allowing native people to vote, exactly. Uh, ripping their children from them, making them go to residential schools. Like I said, exactly. I can come up with Canadian examples, <laughs> and those were completely legal things, but mm-hmm. immoral, right? Um, anyway, you're right. I think they're, they're they were trying to. There is a line there, and it's a good line. Like it, it, it is a good is, line, but, but it doesn't work here. Had he no. said it's the right thing to do, exactly. instead of it's the law, then we yeah. have a, I think, a much better scene. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Don's pretty upset. Uh, so he's going to do what Don Draper does, which is yep. there's two things Don Draper. Well, three, one of them is go have sex with a woman yep. uh, that isn't his wife. <laughs> the second thing is to go to the movies, which is yep. the most benign of them. The third thing is to go drinking. Uh, and yep. he chooses that. Yep. So he's off to, to drink. And I love the fact, and this is one of the reasons it feels to me like one of the many reasons it felt like a series finale is he goes into the bar and band of gold is playing, which is the opening song in the very first series yep. scene of the series right yeah so i like that um can you keep it down i'm trying to drink <laughs> i've actually said that uh to people what's your occupation staying out of other people's business <laughs> uh and he says you know that no you're not we're not doing a very good job of it i'm doing fine nixon is the president uh everything is just the way jesus wanted it <laughs> and then of course don lists off all the things of 1968. This is great because he's actually reminding us that this is the horrible year. Yeah. 68 was a bad year. It's a bad year. No matter what side of the political years. spectrum you're on. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. People died. Yeah. Like, lots of people died. Um, a lot of just, and I mean, not that I can ever think of death as being good, but there's a lot of like useless death. Like that it didn't yeah. accomplish anything. Like at least yeah. you, you, yeah. you can look and say on D-Day, yeah, yeah. It's horrible those guys died, but they died for a reason. Yeah. There's a lot of people dying for literally no reason other than things are shitty. Yeah. <laughs> so 1968's awful. So Don lists all these things. And th- what sets Don off is when he says, none of those people you listed were believers. Yeah. And this true is believers. Don, true believers. True uh, believers. So we we work under the assumption that Don Coldcock's the guy, which yeah, that's, I'm all I for. Think, yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. He's, he's there. Preaching, preaching the word of God, and then we get a flashback. Yes. Right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, none of them are believers. Yeah, and and uh, there's there's a good line in the flashback where where mm-hmm. um um was it stepfather um uh Uncle Max so Uncle, it's, it's Uncle Max Uncle Max yeah, right? yeah it's all very strange yeah where where Let's Uncle Max yeah. where Uncle Max is is tossing out the preacher mm-hmm. and he says I tell you to go to hell but I wouldn't want to see, <laughs> you, see again. you again. <laughs> I, and I, oh, I, I think have, that's a great line. I have been waiting to use that line in my life ever since I've watched this episode. So for yeah. nine years, I've been hoping to, 
I don't really want to have a bad argument with somebody, no. but I want, I've always wanted to say, I'd tell you to go to hell, but I don't want to ever see you. Again. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very good that's line. A, that's a good line. And it's, you know, him throwing at a preacher. It's actually, and I think right here we have, you know, Don doing the flashback and thinking to himself, Oh God, I'm uncle Mac. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Cause uncle Mac is a bad person. So this he is isn't a bad good, person. This is not good at all. Um, I see. And then uh, Ted comes in with his wife uh, and Ted and, you know, Ted and Peggy exchange looks the look, Kevin Rom, there's some face acting there. Kevin Rom looks yes. amazing with the combination of I'm embarrassed. I'm sorry. Uh, don't look too much because my wife will find out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a long list of things. And he's got that look in his face and Peggy just takes it as like, um, and there's also in there a little bit of now stay away from me. Like, I think yeah. that's also in that look on his face. Yeah. And that's, I think what upsets Peggy is, Oh, you want me to stay away? Yeah. Okay. And I, that's, that's what I got from it anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, right. A lot of bad choices going on there. Yeah. I, I, I just chalked it up to another bad life d- decision by Peggy. Yeah. She does that a lot. Yeah. I just wrote Peggy moron. <laughs> And then we get the strangest thing that I never expected when I was watching this. That Yeah, this was weird. It's weird. I wasn't expecting it either. No, no. It was completely, this seems like something you'd see on, well, Columbo. Uh, In the opening moments, we would see that uh, Pete's mom gets thrown off a boat by by Bartolo Colon. Special guest star is Manolo Colon. Bartolo Colon, this week on Columbo Men. Um, So she fell off a ship. Uh, and that's the ship she was on with him. Yeah. It's it's an odd thing, but and it, it's I don't know that it seems out of place. It seems out of place. I, I understand why what happened. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it seems out of place because it really does to me. It seems like what a murder mystery. Yeah, I I, I was thinking about it because this and this is why I'd, I don't I don't I'm trying to avoid spoilers because yes. I, I want the actual effect. Um, and and it was it, I was successful this time because I was really surprised that it, yeah. it happened this way, but it's almost like they're tr- taking Pete's life, yeah, and they're making it into a bad LSD trip or something. <laughs> they're making they're making his life become is coming be, becoming this kind of surreal world of weirdness yeah. and bad stuff happening. Totally. You know, oh no, that's that's exactly what's going on. Uh, to me, you, you put the nail on the head. Like it's like all the weirdness of the 1960s is happening to Pete Campbell. Yeah, exactly. You know, and <laughs> and you know he doesn't understand it obviously because you know it's a it's a weird thing. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like he's on a bad LSD trip, and he's Pete's not really tuned into the counterculture. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it's a very weird situation for him. Um, Don tries to laugh off the fact that he was in jail by saying to Megan, I spent the night in jail. <laughs> yeah. Then he says, I've gotten out of control. This is interesting because he's actually self-reflective here and he doesn't do that very often. Yeah. Um, I'm, at this point, I was wondering if he was starting to bottom out because, right. you know, I mean, addicts, not all addicts, of course, but a lot of addicts that they will do that. They'll get to a point where they, um, just just begin to realize right i, I was actually uh watching uh last night uh harry yeah. o oh you know you know that of course know that yeah with, sure with, with, with uh david jansen david jansen yeah yeah and and the episode was about a friend of his who's an alcoholic and he tells a story about um another friend of his who was an alcoholic 
um right. severe alcohol and like she she would be you know she would get drunk she'd sleep around she'd wake up with guys she didn't remember yeah. and he's and he and he says the moment for her was she woke up one morning with one sock on and one sock off and she didn't know if she was getting up and getting dressed and then passed out wow. or getting undressed and getting into bed and then passed out and he said for her it was that moment no, when she just saw she saw that one sock yeah Right. You know, and so um, and it's a great scene. I mean, because David Jansen's a great actor, He's great, um, yeah. you know, and um, I, I was wondering, you know, obviously the, the sock thing came after because I watched it after after I watched Mad Men. But I was, I was just it, it, it occurred to me that maybe this is what this is what's happening to Don. Right. That He's not maybe not quite there yet. But he's getting in, into the position where where a lot of addicts do where he kind of realizes. Yeah. You know, and and then at the end of the Harry O episode, he convinces his um, friend to go to AA. Right. It ends a really good, you know, where where the guy the guy running the 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 meeting says, "My name is Mike. I think it was Mike. I'm an alcoholic. Are there anybody else? Yeah. Is there anybody else in the room that's alcoholic?" And she puts up her hand, and then it's like the freeze frame. Beautiful. And, you know, and he's with her because she, she invites him along and he says, are you sure if it's okay with, for an outsider to come? Um, and she says, yeah, yeah. They encourage that. So it, the last shot of is, is him kind of sitting there looking at her as she raises her hand. It's a great, great end. And that's so was, uh, pretty poignant. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. So I was just wondering if, cause the whole thing is she, she might've hit somebody and killed somebody in with her car. That right. was, that's like the plot line of the, of the, of the show. Yeah, so yeah. I was, and then, so, so when I saw that, it's like, Hey, that's just like Dawn. Right. So I, I, I was wondering, I was wondering as I'm watching this, of course, yes, that's the moment when he's starting to begin to realize just, well, I mean, he, when he wakes up in the drunk tank and he says, yeah. I shouldn't be in here. And the guy said, you, you punched a preacher. You should be in Rikers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Okay. It's a fair point. There's a lot of preachers need some punching. It's just a whole different attitude. Um, so Don's like, I can't be here anymore. And he knows there's a chance to go to California. And I, it yeah. seems to me that the first thing that occurred to me when I saw this, I thought, okay, season seven, Don and Megan in California. Yeah. That'll be a different scene uh, stuff. And then we've got, the rest of the crew still in New York. I can see this working. Yep. Um, Megan, of course, likes the idea. Um, and she starts out skeptical, you know, because yep. she's married to Don Draper. Yep. <laughs> so she's, uh, yeah, not, but then, you know, he basically, and then he plagiarizes Stan's speech, which yeah. is really, you know, remember he gets in trouble for plagiarism before, you know, yeah. uh, the, the Cure for the Common breakfast cereal. Um, yeah. So this is what happens here. And oddly enough, that's what convinces Megan. And she's all excited. I can, there's a chance to go to Hollywood. I'll get written off my show. Yay. Um, we were happy there. We could be, we could be happy there again. Um, and that's one of the, you know, things that people do a lot. It's like, it's up there with the, if we have a kid, like we saw this couple yeah. episodes ago, if we have a kid, it'll make our relationship better. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah. it's this wishful thinking. Yeah, because it, it, and I, I thought it was weird because you can interpret it two ways. You can tr- interpret him as him just running away mm-hmm. again, as he does, like like you said, <laughs> as, as he does. Yeah, but also sometimes again, when when somebody's a, an addict, sometimes they just need to leave the place that they're in. Yep, because all those things kind of oh, yeah. associate everything as associations. No, you're exactly you're the right word and, and everything. That's, and, that's and, exactly and and so right. and so I thought, you know, this this and I think this is 
the strength of the writing is it yeah. could be either. Yeah, and you don't know. And we don't know. And, that, and, that, and that's obviously, you know, gearing us up for, I presume, season seven. Yeah. But, you know, um, you know, that that we don't we're not sure where he is and what's he what, what's what going to happen. Doing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so Don decides he tell, he's going to tell the partners <laughs> and he's like, you know, I, I, I was the search committee and I picked myself. This is like Ken Dryden becoming the president of the Toronto Maple Leafs in the yep. early 2000s. Um, and whenever anybody says that they're the search committee and they pick the right person and it's them, I am always skeptical. Yes. Because that usually means you couldn't find anybody and yeah. you thought you'd do it because it would be better for you and you're selfish. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I, is it, I think it's Pete that says, how is it every decision is subject to 10 opinions unless it's him? <laughs> no, it's Ted. Oh, you're right. It's Ted. Yeah. Uh, Pete doesn't Pete. care because Pete's just well, sitting there going, I don't, I don't care. I don't care anymore. I the don't whole, care the 60s are happening to me. I'm confused. I'm, I'm on this bad LSD trip and I haven't even taken LSD. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I probably would call it LDS. I don't yeah, know exactly. what it is Too, too uh, did too much LDS back in the sixties with yeah. Uh, Spock. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, Jim's like, no, this can work. Yeah. Cause Jim's like, I want Draper out of here anyway. So this yeah. is great. He goes to California. Ted stays here. I've got all my people. Yep. I'm happy. So Jim's like, yeah, sure. Let him do it. Yeah. We, Peggy's yeah. still here. Everything will be fine. Yeah. Um, and uh, then Stan confronts Don. I like that scene because somehow Stan has heard. I think he's heard this, but he, well, he knows that he's stolen the idea. And I think he may have heard secondhand that Don kind of like, you can't have heard the Megan speech thing, but it's, it feels that way. Right. Like it yeah. feels like he know because like, he, he didn't, he plagiarized the idea of him going, yeah. he didn't, yeah. he doesn't know he plagiarized the speech, but it's like, I gave yeah. you this idea. Now you're going to do it. You yeah, prick. Yeah. Prick is a good, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's appropriate. Um, yeah. And it's really, to me, uh, he's so angry there. Yeah. Uh, and I think if, yeah. if Don actually would have explained this, he would have yeah, said, look, but- I'm in real trouble, man. And I got to get out of here. I yeah. think maybe Stan would go, he wouldn't be happy, but he'd understand it. But yeah. Don doesn't open up to people. Don, like, yeah, Don doesn't do that. Don opens up to Roger, Megan, sometimes well, his kids. <laughs> That's about it. And Hershey. Hershey. <laughs> That's right. executives out. from Hershey. <laughs> it's the strangest thing. Um, yeah, because I feel for Stan here, but. Oh, of course, because Stan you know. had the idea of, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take a chance in my career, which could completely screw my career. And I'm yeah. going to do it. And it's going to be awesome. And I'm yeah. Stan Rizzo. Yeah. And Don's like, yeah, you don't want to do that. Now, yeah. now Stan looks and goes, oh, I see. You're yeah, an see, asshole. I, again, and that wasn't I don't. The, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that was Don's intention. At the oh, beginning. it certainly like, that's wasn't. Why, that's why I said it. It's like he comes to realize that Stan's right. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, now I'm going to steal the idea. The stand was right, so now I'm going to steal the idea. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so it turns out Manolo and Pete's mom got married. Yeah. Uh, and as you note in our document, ship's captains can't marry people. That's a, yeah. It's a TV trope that I don't it know where is. it started from. I don't know. Yeah. There, there's uh, this, this idea. There, there are three things that TV has given us. Okay. Um, certainly from an American's perspective, anyway. Mm-hmm. One that ship captains can um, marry people, including starship captains. There have been two Star Trek uh, exactly. episodes of different series that had the, the captain marrying people. They can't. 
Nope. Uh, you have a right to one phone call when you've been arrested. No, that's not true. You, do, you don't. No, you don't. And <laughs> a, a thing. the police can't look for a missing person until 24 hours is elapsed. That's, that always gets me. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, they may not do it, but if yeah. they if they think there's some kind of foul play and the person is in danger, they can look for the person right away. Yeah, like if if I if yeah. I said, for example, um, Isabel was outside and then I heard a car peel away and she was screaming in the car. They go, "Well, we have to wait 24 yeah. hours, sir." Yeah. You know, now you can complain that they didn't act fast enough. That's a different matter. That's fine. But they, 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 they can look for anybody whenever they want. They don't have, they don't have to wait 24 hours. The the ship captain thing is odd. And I, I I think I read a thing once where it came from, and I can't remember what it is. So it doesn't help at all. But yeah, but we assume that they got married on the ship. But I, can I also just interject? Please. That, um, this is also a nice elevator scene. We haven't had a good elevator scene in a while. Oh, man. And this How's is it? a good, this is a good elevator scene. Not great, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm thinking what happened here is Manny, I think Manny and, and, and uh, 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 Bob are in cahoots. And the idea oh, was they would take Mrs. Campbell for all she was worth. And then Bob would leave with Manny and they'd go off and run their grift somewhere else. Yeah. You know, it's actually like something Rockford would do except without the killing. Yeah. (laughs) And he'd be cooler because he's Rockford. Because he's Rockford. But they find out he, she has no money. Yeah. So he kills her, just throws her off the Lido deck. Yeah. (laughs) And, and Gopher can't find her. And she's dead. That's, that's my take on this. I think that's what they're going for. But yeah, when he just yells, not great, Bob. (laughs) that's one of my favorite and in fact you can find that if you look on you know various meme sites just saying not great bob is a thing yeah it's a wonderful elevator scene and and they haven't had a lot i was watching last night uh season two when bob looks at uh, sorry dawn looks at that guy and goes take off your hat yeah and he takes the guy's hat off and it's like oh they do elevator scenes so well yeah they do uh, one of the things they do well about elevator scenes here is hardly, and this is how the real world works. People are looking straight ahead. People, you don't look at people yeah. in the elevator. You don't know, no. or even that you do know because it's weird. Yeah, like, it is. You don't stand in an elevator and look at somebody because you're already too close to them. Yeah. And you know, unless you're going to kiss, you shouldn't be. No, <laughs> they do that really well. Um, Manny wouldn't hurt a fly. Well, I'm just thinking, mm. like, uh, even if he, even if he thought it was rich, nicely put Pete. Yep. Nicely put. Um, I think they probably did get married, um, but the shift captain thing is now they may have got married yeah. in a port. They may have found a justice of yeah. peace. Yeah. But the implication, obviously, the cruise ship is there. Yeah. Um, now we see Peggy, uh, and I've written here all tarted up because I can't yeah. think of a better way to put this. I just wrote looking sexy. Yeah, she looks pretty good there. Uh, it's amazing. I don't think people realize how short skirts got in the late 1960s. Yes, I think I've said this before. Um, I'm a big fan of the TV show China Beach. Oh, sure, yeah. And 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 and, and of course, it takes place in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they they do have some scenes of of uh, mini skirts. And they the producers said that people wrote in and complained that the <laughs> shorts, the mini skirts were t- were too short. And they said the irony is we actually had to lengthen them yeah. because in reality they were so short you could basically see everything. Well, that, and this so- is what Peggy's wearing. Pe- <laughs> yeah, Peggy looks exactly. like she's wearing only a shirt and some exactly. underwear. Um, exactly. And it was so a real they, thing. They said, I, yeah. We we had to lengthen the miniskirt. So they're they're complaining that they were too short, but in reality they were even shorter than than what we portrayed on on the TV show. 
Yeah. And I mean, you know, and then uh, Jim says Chanel number five. Yeah. And Peggy, it's the only thing I wear. <laughs> it's like they're in a commercial. I know, <laughs> which is great for a show and advertising and nice yeah. little meta moment there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like it. And then, and then Harry says, ooh, vixen by night. <laughs> Which is actually, as much as Harry's being a weasel, because you know right there he's having a sexual fantasy because he's yeah. Harry. It's a funny line. Yeah. It's actually a pretty good line. And again, something that you might hear in, you, you could almost hear that as a kind of a voiceover. Yeah. Right. You know, you know, like, like the name, the name of the, of, of the perfume, vixen by night. Vixen by night. By Chanel, the new, yeah, new exactly. fragrance from Chanel. Exactly. We've just written an ad, Steve. We did. Um, we did. We did it right there with a little bit of help from that winer. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you shouldn't be doing this, Peggy. You shouldn't be trying to impress no. Ted because Ted's Ted's no better than Dawn. <laughs> no. Except for the stealing people's identities I, and identities, stuff. Yeah. But Ted has more of a, a veneer of being, quote, groovy. Yeah. I, I don't know that he's any better than Dawn. Yeah. Also, he didn't need to steal somebody's identity. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. Because right, he was, we, at least we can assume he was born into some, I wouldn't say wealth, but he's a yeah. middle-class white guy. So he's, yeah. things are a lot better for him. Um, I mean, Bob at this point now, when they uh, are trying to figure out what's going to happen next, uh, Bob pretty much humiliates Pete here. Yeah. And it's kind of great because Pete could use some humility. Yeah. But Bob's a horrible person. (laughs) So you watch it. And it's funny how sometimes it's schadenfreude, right? You can enjoy watching someone else's misfortune, even if it's a fictional character. But it's funny. You feel, at least to me, I feel guilty when something's done well. It can make me go, yeah, he deserved that. And I feel guilty about feeling so good like that about somebody. That's shitty. (laughs) Yeah. And that's a a testament to the writing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and and, and again, it shows why, why Pete, was wise earlier to tell Bob, you do, you, you do whatever you want. Just leave yeah, me just alone. Leave me alone because you know, and, you're better at this than I am. I exactly. probably can. This just demonstrates that I can't yeah. compete with you. You're better than, than me at this stuff. Yeah. So you do that. Um, and also Bob knows he can't drive a standard <laughs> and I can't either. I, I can't either. I, I, I can't I drive mean, a car. So I, 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 I mean, I have driven a standard in the past, not very well, but it's been years since I've driven a standard. So my, I, I feel for see, Pete here because I, my, could, my I bicycle's a standard, yeah. <laughs> you know, especially when you're in the midst of this kind of hyper masculine, these guys, you know, oh, you know they, they shoot people the in the face, they shoot <laughs> people in the face, right? You know, it's like, and they say things like, I love a man with gasoline in his veins. It's like, yeah. ew. Uh, yeah. And by the way, I love auto racing. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, wouldn't say I had gasoline in my van. Um, Ted confronts Peggy. Uh, I love when he says, I told you at her place, I told your neighbors I was a cop. And then she says, watch out before they kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Peggy knows where she lives and yeah. they're not very fond of cops. It's funny how she's actually taking something right that a- Abe might have said, which is yeah, exactly. kind of cool here. Uh, some of Abe's ideas have seeped into Peggy much, probably against her will, but they sure. You know, and probably unconsciously too. Oh, totally. Uh, why did you give me that look? I don't know. Why do women do anything? Yeah. <laughs> well, Ted's Ted's right. Uh, that you know, Ted loves her. Like it's but just before he says "I love you" in this scene, you yeah. can tell. Oh, I see. It's because he really loves her. Like this yeah. is this is not a fling for Ted. This is you know, um, I don't want anyone else to have you. Ted says. 
Um, he wants to leave his wife and the whole thing. Uh, yeah, he's, he's not leaving his wife. And now they now they they are sleeping together because we see that they're sleeping together. Yeah. One of the things I like about the show is I don't. There's not a lot of sex scenes. No. Because they don't. It's not necessary. It's like you know, yeah, they wait. People when two people after everything are in bed naked holding each other, we can assume they didn't just cuddle. Yeah. So there's yeah. no need to. Like yeah, yeah. There are times when scenes like that. I'm not some kind of prude. There are times when sex scenes are, are useful, but yeah, no, they usually it, it, aren't. It's 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 the gratuitousness, right? You know, it's yeah. It's, it's like they don't need to show. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything to the show. Yeah. Right. You know, it it doesn't um, uh, um, add to the story. There's no expository value to it, and there's exactly. no aesthetic value to it. Yeah. So exactly. you put those two things together, and that's I'm watching a thing. No, it does. It's not necessary. Yeah, exactly. And as you note here, there's no way he's leaving his wife. Like, no, no. that's a trope, right? That yeah, the guy. And if, I think it's not just a trope. I think it's a real world thing. Um, yeah, I think I don't know a lot of people. They all, they this, always, but... Men always say that they're going to leave their wives. Yeah, they very rarely do. That's right. Um, Betty calls uh, Sally. Oh, she's been suspended for buying beer. <laughs> yep. Oh, she's called. Sorry, she calls Dawn. Dawn. Um, I feel kind of bad for Betty here. Uh, she obviously needs more than I can give her. She's from a broken yeah. home. Jesus, B- Betty yeah. is completely internalized, as we know, for the yeah. six seasons now. Everything about sort of the toxic, misogynist society she lives yeah. in. Yeah. Um, and it's shitty. Uh, I feel yeah. bad for her here. Yeah. I don't um, feel bad for her. I do. I, you really? Why not? Because I'm a jerk. Okay. I mean, I mean, it, you know, again, it's it's like, you know, I don't feel bad when people have kind of bought into their own bullshit. That's fair. Right. That's a fair you know, point. That's you know, a fair and, point. And, and earlier I did because we see her struggling. But yeah, now she's not really struggling. She's not she? really struggling. No, that's a know, fair now, point. Now, now she's just kind of using it against Dawn and using it against Sally to kind of reinforce her own morality, yeah, her, own sen- her own sense of that yeah. she's good. Like she says, the good's not beating the bad. Right. And it's like, you know, and I know, I know people that that happens that people, I mean, I've done it in the past too, where sure. I, where I bought my own bullshit. Uh, yeah, we all have, you get um, old enough. You, and the nice thing is when you can go, Oh, I, I know what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm actually yeah. believing my own bullshit. Yes, yeah, exactly. Good. Yeah, okay. and, Fair point. And so, uh, yeah. So, um, where, 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 where do I go here? Where I just lost my place. Oh yeah. Um, uh, we have Ted saying, let's go to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> Ted. See, this is the thing. Ted wants to go on a vacation, sort of, yeah. I get here. Now, he does say he's going to leave his wife, but I think it, this is like a, we'll just go away together Yeah, for a while, you know? Um, this Peggy is Don Draper thing. This is totally Don Draper. This Remember Don uh, to Midge, season one. Let's go to Paris, right? Exactly. Uh, Peggy doesn't want a scandal, she says. But she does want them to be an, a sort of out couple. So she he, yeah. she wants it to go slowly. He dumps his wife, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I really, and then we see Ted come home. And there's something I find, uh, I've always found very upsetting about watching someone come home and crawl into bed with their spouse after they've slept with somebody yeah. else. I find it really, I mean, it's, it's done on purpose. And it, yeah. it had its desired effect, which was me going, oh, come on. Ew. Ew. Um, yeah, there's ew. And there's also your poor wife. Yeah, your poor wife. Feel? Right, you know, and she didn't even know, or she has some inkling because she's mentioned, you know, you like having a pretty young copywriter yeah. in your plane, 
but I don't think she thinks he's no sleeping with her. No, but yeah. Um, and like you said again, Ted's not leaving his wife. <laughs> not leaving his wife. Um, oh, Pete's done with Detroit, and which is probably for the best. He doesn't belong there. And he doesn't want near Bob, be near Bob Benson. I just, I just imagine sort of Pete and Kenny having this kind of club done in Detroit club. <laughs> yeah, where they just every day around two o'clock they go into Pete's office and fi- polish off half a bottle of scotch. And exactly. How much they hate Detroit. Exactly. And how they wish it didn't exist, and they will yep. in, get their wish sometime in the two thousands. Um, yes. Which Detroit's basically a shell of a city. It is now. Yeah, it really is. It's, sad, it's unfortunate because Detroit was a great place. D- Detroit in, in this t- time period, and again, this is something I think younger listeners might not know, or people who aren't interested in history, that Detroit was one of the most important cities literally in the world and one of the yeah. most vibrant cosmopolitan cities yeah. literally in the world. I mean, Motown alone. Yeah, where the hell do you think Motown <laughs> comes from? I mean, Motown <laughs> alone city. shows the importance of Detroit. Or the MC5. Yes, it was the Motor MC5. City 5. Motor yes. City 5. Yeah. Proto-punk band. Indeed. I'm a big fan of MC5, as you know. As you know. Kick out the jams, motherfuckers. Yep. Um, Yes. So (laughs) anyway, it's probably for the best. (laughs) And then Roger's secretary says that Roger just seems forlorn. There's a word I've never used in a conversation. Yeah, I have used forlorn, but not not, not in a while. I'm going to try to pepper my my, my conversations with forlorn. It's, it's, you know, um, it's not a word that we often use. No. But it's it's perfect in this situation. I think she's yeah. right about Roger. Yeah, I, 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 the, the other another word that I think we need to return to is ennui. Ennui is a great word. That kind of world I've used weariness. That. Yeah, I just I just taught Oscar Wilde the, the picture oh. of Dorian Gray, where there's there's a lot of ennui in that. A lot of ennui in that. That's for sure. And it's fun just to say ennui. Ennui is a great word. That's just a just a fun word to say too. I love a good loan <laughs> word. I love a good yep. loan word. Yep. Uh, Ted comes to see Don. He wants to go to, I want to see, I'm going to California. Um, and he wants an out. Uh, will you have a drink before the meeting? <laughs> My father was, uh, you can't just quit like this. See, yeah. Don's trying to like, that's it. I've been in yep. the drunk tank for beating up a preacher. I am now going to stop drinking, which is not, yep. it works for some people, yep. but it's not going to work here. Uh, and yeah, Ted wants, Ted, Ted wants to go to California, which, yeah. cause he wants to get away from this and this whole yeah. situation with uh, Peggy. Yeah, I think that's a way. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Yeah. And Don wants to do the right thing. Yep. Because now he's the new, the new improved Don Draper. We've seen the, 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 the symbolic rebirth last night, last year. uh, Yeah. Last episode where he's in the fetal position three times. Yeah. Yeah. He clearly wants to. Uh, It's probably the best move, but you're right. As you say in our document here, Ted's a creep. (laughs) Yep. I love whenever, whenever I get, and this is, Again, I'm my current one of my current watches. I'm on season one, and I'll or season two. And whenever it's there's going to be a pitch, it's like, oh, I love this, but this yeah. bit, and it's like, oh yeah, it's a Draper pitch. Uh, it could be rations in battle. It could be on a first date. But mine was my father, and as, as soon as he says that, I think, oh no, it's not Don. Yep. Uh, giving me a Hershey bar when I mowed the lawn. Not true, Don. Um, yep. uh, we well, you know that's a lie. Uh, and. We know that it's a childhood symbol of love. Um, and then, you know, they, they've basically bought at this point, they've bought it in the room. We figure it's yep. going to be great. And he says, I'm sorry. I have to, I have to, I have to say this. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, what's going on. I read that some orphans had a different uh, life. There. This is the orphanage down the street. And I dreamt of it being wanted, which is really um, mm-hmm. when he delivers that line, it's like, Oh my God. Yep. Uh, it's really powerful. 
closest I got to feeling wanted was from a girl that made me go through the John's wallets while he screwed. Uh, I would eat it alone in my room with great ceremony, feeling like a normal kid. It was the only sweet thing I had in my life. Um, Jesus, like it's really powerful. And you feel, and that's, it's funny because Don's a, a complicated person and often does really shitty things. Yes, he does. And like really, really shitty things. Yeah. Which we've called out the character on for mm. two and a half years at this point. But when you see that, you go, oh, right. Oh, that's right. He's yeah. had a life that was really bad. Yeah. It doesn't absolve him of the responsibility for these things. No. But you can, it puts it in some context, right? Yeah. Yeah. This, I mean, and, and that's why, that's what I always tell, uh, tell people you, you can understand something without approving it. Right. You know, yeah. you, you understand why somebody did. You, you don't approve of what they did, no. but you understand why they did it. See, this goes back to uh, thinking about like um, 1960s psychotherapists like Carl Rogers talking about yeah. unconditional positive regard mm-hmm. and the idea of you don't have to love what the person did. And you can even think what they did was wrong, but you can still love them. Yeah. Which is, you know. I don't know. Nobody ever got to talk to Hitler's parents, but um, I wonder if they'd say they still loved him. I'm not comparing yeah. Don Draper to Hitler. That no, was no, a bit of a stretch. I, I shouldn't have done I that. Understand. <laughs> I understand. But yeah, it's it's really something. Um, you shouldn't have... Uh, Don says, um, yeah, it was the only sweet thing in my life. You shouldn't have someone like me uh, telling that boy what a Hershey bar is. He already knows, which is actually a really good thing they could have done. Yeah. The problem is he's done this. He picked the wrong yes. place and time to have yep. a catharsis, which he needed yep. to do. Yeah. Um, so now he's going to California and he knows there's going to be consequences for this. So like, he's basically, if I can't go to California, I'm going to change everything here. Yeah. If I can. And that's by trying to be a better person and people should know about me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a very powerful scene. Uh, yeah. There's one point where the Hershey executive says, "You're gonna, you're gonna put that in the ad." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this, is this the part of the picture? Is this a psychotherapy yeah. session? Because I'm not sure what this is. Yeah, it's, it's really good, and that's as you note here in our document. It really has a serious finale feeling right here. It's yeah, it so, does. you know, um, <laughs> Pete has Pete and his brother sitting there talking about talking to the, I guess, a detective on the phone. I'm figuring probably they're talking to Jim Rockford. Yep. It's 1968. Sure, you're not telling me there's some legal limbo where murder is smiled upon. <laughs> oh, Pete, you're funny. Very funny. Manolo Cologne, also alias Marcus Constantine. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I was surprised by that. Um, so they're pretty sure Manny killed her. Yeah. Uh, the Campbell brothers then realize, well, we could pay all kinds of money to find out that he killed her. Or we could just let it go. Yeah. When Pete says she's with father, or I think his brother says that. Yeah. Uh, because of course he was died in a plane crash. Yeah. So they're in the water. That's, and she loved the sea. And she loved the sea. <laughs> At that point, I think what they're trying to do is give themselves <laughs> an, an out. Yeah. It's like, no, this is perfect. She, she'd want us to not find out. Yeah. What happened. <laughs> exactly. Because I mean, the detective says, you want me to, I can, sure. It's going to cost this much. And they're like, well, well, if it's going to start costing real money. No. Yeah. <laughs> There's a cynicism there, but also a sort of break where Pete now doesn't have to worry about this. He now has nothing holding him to New York. Right. Yeah. 
because the only thing holding him here was well, it was Trudy and and, and Tammy, and that's not going to hold him here anymore. And yep. his mom, well, his mom's yep. dead. She's somewhere in. I'm assuming the Caribbean, probably. Yeah. Um. Ted tells Peggy uh, that he gave up his spot for me. Um. So you know, she Peggy now knows what's going on, and yeah. she's not happy about this. Yeah, because she blames Don. Yeah. This Don is, did this. Yeah, but he did the right thing. <laughs> You know, you can't win for losing, as I said last week. And this is part of what's happening here to Dawn. Um, So, uh, yeah, Dawn has to now tell Megan. (laughs) He's actually the thing that's sad here is Dawn's doing the right thing. Every step, ever since he woke up from the drunk tank, everything he's doing is perfect. Like it's factually, it's exactly what a person should do yet. Um, uh, You know, it's still horrible. So you want to be alone with uh, when she says this, you want to be alone with your liquor, your ex-wife and your screwed up kids. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's, and she's not wrong by the way. No, uh, but it's still a powerful line. And it's funny. He says, we'll be bi-coastal. So he's yeah. like, you'll live out there. And at first I thought, I thought that's a seventies term. So I looked it up. Yeah. It got into popular parlance in the 1920s. I had no okay. idea. So, there you go. okay. I, I really thought go. that can't be a, the, a word that they used um yeah anyway so yeah there we go oh and it's the thing yeah, yeah i have an yeah i have an tell, L, tell L, me the alan alda story yes do um well he was living in new york when he when he was offered the role of hawkeye pierce on mash yeah and he at first he was going to refuse it because he didn't want to leave his family that would have been career changing yep and his wife and he said thankfully his wife was smarter than him <laughs> that that's the way he as, phrased it too, as it so right? often is the case by the right? way you know, two married he, people he said she said no you're going to do it mm-hmm. and so for the 11 years that he did mash he went home to new york on the weekends wow i mean he, still, he would still do work like like write and stuff like that but, yeah, but yeah. he every weekend for those 11 years he flew home flew back from from LA mm-hmm. back to New York to be with his family because he, he I mean, because he had small kids, right? And he didn't want to up, uproot his kids. Right. You know, and so and his wife just said, no, 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 we'll, we'll make this work. You it, need to do this. I know academics like that where you get two academics yeah. and one yeah. works at a university in Manitoba and the other one's in, I don't know, Idaho. And they, <laughs> they fly back and forth. Like it's wild. Yeah. And yeah. so the whole time that he was on MASH, you, he, every weekend he went back to New York. Yeah. That's amazing. Which and, and obviously because as you said it was career changing that's that's why he he thanked his wife for it because sure the career he has now he wouldn't have had no not without Mash no 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 I mean he was an actor that people knew of but he wasn't yeah Hawkeye Pierce you know exactly um, uh, Pete's is going to L A now uh, yep. and then Trudy says you're free you're free of her you're free of them ooh yep. Uh, and he says, this isn't what I wanted. And I think he's very sincere here. Like he really, he still loves Trudy. He's just an idiot. And she says, well, now you know that (laughs) man, I love Trudy. She's the best. Um, did you notice something? I don't know if I put it in her document. No, I don't think you did. Uh, his hair is messy. It's true. Right. Like they've done that with Don when Don is like being, being, being Dick and being honest. Yeah. His hair is all messy and, and Pete's hair is a little bit messy here. It's like, that's good. Very good. Very good. It's almost as if, as you note here, he's being reborn. And I, yeah, that's right. Um, And then Don comes in for the meeting. Should I sit down? And then Bert's (laughs) like, yes. 
<laughs> this isn't a trial. The verdict has already been reached. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, this, is, this reminds me of, you know, it's like a KGB show trial. Yeah, um, I, 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 I kind of, I, the, the, the way that, uh, that Bert was sitting, sitting um, down and the other two of them were behind him. Yeah. I kind of got it like a Godfather feel. Oh, it's like, yeah. like Bert's, Bert's the Godfather. Oh, who's, it's, who's dispensing it's got, justice. It really and does. He's got his two lieutenants behind him, just sort of, you know, or his two sons behind him, sort of there. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want you to ever go against the advertising agency. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a great, like, just, Visually, oh, it was a great visually, it's, it's very well composed. Yeah. And I love how it's all dark because yeah. it's business hasn't started yet. So it's still dark in the, in, in the place and they yeah. haven't turned the lights on. Yeah. Which is an interesting choice. Um, and he doesn't get a return date. No. And I've always wondered if this was unanimous. I assume that Pete as a partner would vote against this because he's a big Don Draper fan. Yeah. But I think the rest of them probably did vote to yeah. suspend him. Um, yeah. I would imagine the rest of the partners that. Oh, I, I suspect that Pete, where his mental state is, is just like whatever. Oh, I, 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 I yeah, know, he I might have abstained. Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, or just gone, gone. Everybody is is for this, so I'm just going to do it because, you know, I'm in this weird LSD trip. <laughs> yeah, because it's 1968. Exactly. Uh, and then we have Duck coming in with Lou Avery. Remember Lou from the episode yep. where they found the car? Yeah. So there yep. he is. Uh, that guy's a stand-up comic and a very good one, actually. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. You should check out some of his old stuff. He was really good on, used to come on Conan O'Brien all the time. Back okay. The, right, back right. like 20 years ago. Um, going down. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's a little bit on the nose, but what the hell? Yeah. No problem. Um, <laughs> Roger comes over for Thanksgiving. He's brought a case of cranberry sauce. <laughs> We couldn't give it back. And it's ocean spray. That is just such yeah. a beautiful little touch that he brings cranberry sauce, but it's a case of 24 cans. Yeah. Love it. Did you notice how Bob Benson is in a, in a little apron? Yep. It's all domestic, right? Yeah. Um, and then Roger feeds Kevin, which is the only heartwarming, nice part of the episode. Yep. Because <laughs> that's his son. Yep. Uh, it was nice. And, and, I, and I liked her line too. When she comes in, mm-hmm. Joan, Joan says, I'm inviting you into Kevin's life, not mine. Yeah. That's so good. It's like, there you go. Yeah. Right. It, this is know, over. Have, this happened. Yeah. And that's the yeah. result of it. And that's not a thing. Any, this isn't happening anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, now we got Peggy sitting in Don's office. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice little touch. Yep. Again, it's on the nose, but it's like, no problem with yep. it. And um, had, did you notice it's the first time she's wearing she's pants? Wearing pants. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> pretty, I mean, don't get yeah. me wrong very ugly pants oh it's 1968 because it's 1968 much of the clothing is very ugly <laughs> yeah but she's wearing pants <laughs> she's wearing pants it's a beautiful choice um now dawn has picked up the kids because he's taking he's picked up the kids and he's gone to get sally at miss porter's and he's taking him for a drive uh, yep. and he's taken to hershey pennsylvania and bobby of course because bobby's bobby asks is the town named after the chocolate or the chocolate named after the town and bobby is actually asking an excellent question he is uh strangely enough he doesn't have a pail over his head or anything so it's no. fine uh, or messing with the wallpaper and don actually gives him the right answer which is there was a man named hershey who yeah. made chocolate and had made me built the town yeah. which is kind of a thing um why are we stopping this is a bit of a bad neighborhood. Yeah. It reminds me that there's an episode of the Sopranos where they go to Newark after Tony's bought some houses and AJ says, yeah, I think he actually says this is a bad neighborhood. And he says, Hey, have you got a crack whore? <laughs> it just sounds like some, it's totally like something that Bobby would say, like, yeah. you know, are we Negroes? Are we um, Negroes? Freaking Bobby. Oh God. Um, 
And uh, this is, um, I, I have actually real trouble talking about this because it's, yeah. it's, I find it very extremely emotional when he looks over at Sally and says, this is where I grew up. And we've seen yeah. that house in the episode. Cause that's where he grew up. Yeah. Uh, and she has this look on her face like, Oh shit. Now I understand why you're yeah. such a piece of work, yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, and the place is all falling apart. Uh, and then uh, uh, both sides now comes on and it's perfect. It's actually yeah. perfect. It is. Uh, it's 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 perfect. I, I the lyrics actually almost talk about the scene. I don't know how yeah. they did this <laughs> in a season full of tremendous music choices. This is the best I've seen. Um, yeah. I was just previewing the other day, I guess yesterday, uh, looking at what what's going to be in, in season seven, and the music's even actually better. But uh, and that's where we get the end. And like you said, that could have been a season, a series finale, a series finale, right? We... And I would have been completely satisfied. It's like, yeah. oh god, okay, that's it. We're yeah. now going to find out what happens to Dawn. But uh, yeah. yeah. What I miss, yeah. Steve? Um, four things. Tonight. Oh, my God. New record, ladies and gentlemen. I missed right. four things. Four things. Uh, one, I'll, I'll do them from the beginning of the show to the end. Uh, with with the episode with Margaret and Brooke, Brooks, yep. um, I, I, I like her line where she says, you know, um, what does it take to get on the list of girls you give money to? <laughs> right? It's like. I, I, I like that line because you, know, you know she she's knows saying, who her father is <laughs> exactly you know um, I also think that Roger and speaking of Roger that Roger showing that jealous jealousy to Bob is a mistake mistake how because because oh, he on already Roger's he, part or yeah on Roger's part okay because because he already thinks Bob is a weasel oh yeah and so it's like now Bob has something on him that's right. Right I, now, I, I obviously I don't see season seven. It didn't play out in the episode, but yeah, when I was looking, watching it, I thought, hmm, should he be saying that? Yeah, you know, gi- giving giving Bob some ammunition. You know, um, right. you know, um, where's my next one? <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. Um, we 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 get another offensive word, mm-hmm. right? Just because they 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 haven't. They haven't, um, they haven't in, in insulted the disabled yet, but now <laughs> they do because they use the word spastic. Yes, that's right. Like, you know, and as 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 somebody who has a stepson who has cerebral palsy, yeah, you know, um, you know, and has developmental issues and uh, physical issues, yeah. um, uh, you know, and and it's and it's really awkward because Caroline says it like the, the about the, her own son. Yeah, she yep. says about her own son. You know, you know, he's spastic. It's like. No, mm-hmm. I I don't think she would say that. I don't know. In 1968, maybe. Um, uh, I'm I don't think she would think say so? it. Okay. Oh, that's fair. That's I think fair. others that's... others would use it. No, that's a fair point. Right. You know. It, so if if Joan had said, "Oh yes, I know he's spastic," that would be different. Yes. I'm not sure she would have. She said might that. have said something like, "Well, you know." Yeah. Yeah. He's got whatever. Yeah. Or right? or you know you know about. Yeah. Like not even saying it. No, that's that's a good point. Like good good yeah. good good. You know, um, and the other thing, again, going back to Milton Hershey is uh, it's an actual historical fact that they didn't advertise until 1968. That's right. Um, and because Milton Hershey felt that he didn't need to. Yeah. Which is probably true. It's probably true. When you when you get the uh, contract to put Hershey bars in everybody's uh, rations. Yeah. 
It's the yeah. same way. How do you think Lucky Strike became the number one cigarette exactly. in the United States? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's also a story about about him that that. Um, and now remember this. This is this is the days before anti and before don't give hoot, don't pollute. Uh, but there are stories about him that if he was walking by and he saw a, a, a used wrapper on the ground, he would turn it over so that the Hershey logo was facing up. <laughs> Like you see, wouldn't put it in the garbage. No, you would of just turn not. it over. No, so see, that that's, now that's advertising. That's guerrilla yeah, that, marketing yeah. right there. Exactly. Beautiful. Beautiful. Excellent. So that's it. That's, 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 that's all I had. All right. Um, all you can follow Steve on Twitter at Doc Pinko. You can follow me on Twitter at D Broadback. And next week you can hear us talk about, we're going to, we're going to wrap up season six. Cliff Dunn will be back uh, and we'll wrap up season six. And then after that, we'll, I don't know what we'll do. Maybe take a break a little bit. Yeah, maybe not. Who knows? Take a bit of a break see how it goes see how it goes on that note let's hear both sides now by judy collins uh which is literally the perfect pop song like and i mean that it's the perfect pop song it is. uh i once argued with oliver rockside written by joni mitchell yeah that's right and i don't like her version nearly as much as judy collins no version, i don't even though I, judy I don't, collins can't sing with a crap compared to, yeah. to joni mitchell yeah. but this is a way better version yeah all right man i'll see you next week all right see you Toes and flows of angel hair And ice cream castles in the air And feathered canyons everywhere I've looked at clouds that way But now they only block the sun They rain and snow on everyone So many things I would have done but clouds got in my way I've looked at clouds from both sides now From up and down and still somehow It's clouds illusions I recall I really don't know clouds at And Ferris wheels The dizzy dancing way you feel When every fairy tale comes real I've looked at love that way But now it's just another show You leave them laughing when you go And if you care, don't let them know Don't give yourself away I really don't know love at all Tears and fears and feeling proud To say I love you right out loud Schemes and dreams in circus crowds I've looked at life that way but now old friends are acting strange They shake their heads, they say I've changed Well something's lost, but something's gained In living every day I've looked at life from both sides now From give and take and still somehow It's life's illusions 
recall I really don't know life at all. Fucking nose pointer, there it is. <laughs> I, should, I should leave that part in. Where's my fucking nose pointer? Um... Peggy? Pizza House!